0: Hey everyone, welcome to the House of Bliss podcast, your favorite show you've never heard of and the internet's best kept secret. I'm so bored. Like you, I'm stuck under quarantine and I just have nothing to do- wait, wait a minute. What's this? Whole note coffee? Mm -hmm. Huh? Alright, let's try it out. Ah. Oh my goodness, I've never tasted anything so FRESH. Fresh. Hey there world, has the coronavirus got you down? Do your taste buds need a little TLC? Have I got the company for you. Thanks to my friends at Whole Note Coffee, I'm sipping the most sumptuous liquid gold money can buy. This isn't fluff this stuff is fantastically fresh how fresh if you place an order on their online store coffee roasts every tuesday and arrives on thursday (sighs) Wow! and since you're not allowed to leave the house anyway what better time to support small business and treat yourself with a one-way cruise to flavor town With delicious offerings such as Neptune's Folly and Davy Jones' Locker Blend, each one is like a whole new universe of flavor to explore. So you're wondering, how do I obtain a delectable bag of this culinary beverage bliss? Well, (laughs) wipe the drool from your face. It's not becoming of one so fancy such as yourself. Then head on over to their online store, wholenotecoffee.co slash coffee. Once again, that's wholenote.co slash coffee. God bless everyone, and stay caffeinated. Man, do I have an exciting exegetical extrapolation for you today. But before we get into that, I just wanted to give a shout out to my latest patrons, Mary Grace and Matthew. Thank you guys so much. Because of you, I can keep this thing going. And if you'd like to join in the super duper exclusive club with all the bonuses and benefits that come with it, you can head on over to our Patreon page. The link is in the description. Sign up. Literally any amount that you give per month will unlock all the same rewards it's a lot of fun and if you didn't get the memo my band glowing moses just put out two glorious new singles you can also find that at the link in the description down below just click on glowing Moses it'll take you to our music site and they are some explosive new songs I'm so excited for you to hear them and if you happen to be one of our patrons you're gonna get them for free anyway so there's never been a better time now with all that commercial jazz out of the way let's dive in now some might say today's subject is quite controversial provocative Spooky. Mystical. At the mere mention of this subject matter, some might shake their fists in disapproval, others might just keel over at the pure scandal. But someone's gotta go there, and take you there I shall, because today we are talking about Visions. Visions. Now that intro might have been a little bit overblown, but there is definitely a lot of fear and ignorance around the subject of visions, or just hearing God in general. And so my goal today, dear listeners, is to help you get to a place where you can hear from, or rather see from, God for yourself. The first thing that you've got to know is, yes, you, you can have visions. One thing that you need to understand is dreams and visions were the primary way that God spoke to his people. Let me give you a couple of examples. We've got Abraham, Abimelech, Jacob, Laban, Joseph and his fellow prisoners, the butler and the baker, and Pharaoh, Balaam, Balaam's ass, Nathan, Samuel, Solomon, Micaiah, Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel, Joseph, all three wise men, Pilate's wife, Ananias, Cornelius, Peter, and let's not forget Paul, who based his entire ministry and message on an elaborate vision he received of the gospel. I am just scratching the surface here we didn't even talk about moses who saw the face of god or isaiah who saw the lord on his throne the entire book of revelation is a vision and so before we think that those people were somehow special or invent some imaginary that was the bible only dispensation Let's just remember that the most extraordinary part about Pentecost is that it was the fulfillment of God's promise to Joel in the last days. I will pour out my spirit. Your old men will see visions. Your young men will dream dreams. The entire point of the new covenant is that everyone would be able to hear God directly as priests. So dreams and visions are an essential manifestation of an authentic move of God. Whenever people say to me, I'm not prophetic or I don't get visions, this is what I say. Right now, flowing through your body are millions of conversations, documents, movies, songs, episodes of The Office, text messages, and all sorts of other media. You are surrounded by an invisible swarm of information. So why can't you hear it? because they are all traveling at frequencies that require special equipment to perceive. And so, as you know, a radio is a device that takes these signals and converts them into a form you can hear. So every single human being has a built-in capacity to sense and encounter the invisible realm of the spirit. And just like a radio can be tuned into a station, you can learn to tune into the spirit. Um, Hebrews chapter 5 talks about having our senses trained to discern good from evil. The problem is, most of us have grown up in a culture that rationalizes away the supernatural. Most of us only pay attention to logic and reason. Well, that's not just culture, though. Even even for most of us Christians, the, the the supernatural is something that happened in the pages of the Bible, but has very little relevance to today. And so as a result, uh, we Westerners grow up with varying degrees of numbness to the spirit realm. But if you go to other continents where openness to the supernatural is more prevalent, they don't really have this issue. Um, their openness creates this ease for miracles, visions, and other manifestations to flow. And so what I like to tell people is you absolutely are prophetic. You just haven't been trained to listen properly. And the good news is if you want to, You can learn. I'm going to give you some practical advice for that here in just a minute. But the biggest thing is to stop disqualifying yourself. I love the gospel because it's not a standard to live up to, but it is a continual invitation into more than what we've currently experienced. Rather than say, well, that hasn't been my experience, understand that this is an invitation to have a different experience. Uh, here's something to think about. Second Corinthians says, whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And it goes on to say that we can behold the Lord in the face of Christ. There is no veil over you. Now, that might not feel true, but it is true. Now, one objection I hear frequently is about how Paul asks the questions, do all work miracles? Do all prophesy? And this sort of implies that maybe only some people have the gift to see in the spirit. But here's the thing. He he goes on in the same chapter to command us to earnestly seek the gifts. Now, Jesus said if we ask for bread, he's not going to give us a stone. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. So he's not telling you to ask for something that you can't have. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again, the entire new covenant is all about us being a nation of priests who can interact with God personally. So let's not take one single verse that implies that perhaps not everyone is prophetic and exalt it over and against the mountains of verses that explicitly say the opposite just because it validates our unbelief. (laughs) What I want to do today is I want to talk a little bit about the mechanics of visions. And I think it might help demystify things if we can define exactly what we're talking about when we say visions. And in my understanding, there are four types. Now, I don't think of these as entirely separate or perfect categories. They're all interrelated and have various degrees of intensity and overlap. Um, And and I will say this, um, there's lots of great teachings about this elsewhere from way more qualified people. For today's episode, I'm just going to stick with what I've personally experienced. But if you're hearing this and you're interested in learning more from the pros, um take a listen to guys like Chris Valatin, John Paul Jackson, Sean, Sean Bowles, uh Justin Paul Abraham. Those guys all have way more extensive teachings about this stuff. Alright, number one is what's commonly called an inner vision. Okay, this is where you see something in your mind's eye. Um It's closely linked with your imagination, which is probably why a lot of people immediately dismiss this kind of thing when they experience it. But this is by far the most common type of experience, and it's by far the most dominant. So this is what we're going to focus on today, um, but I'm going to breeze through the rest first. Number two are called open visions. Okay, This is when you see something with your naked eye, but in the spirit realm. OK, things like angels, demons, clouds, flashes of light, orbs, sparkles. It's kind of it's kind of hard to explain. Um, but for me, when I see this kind of thing, it looks like there's an overlay, like I see the world around me, but I see other things transposed over that. Something I think a lot of people misunderstand is these kinds of visions have metaphorical elements, uh, but they're still directly related to what you can physically see. We have to remember this, that when we're talking about the spirit realm, we are talking about an entirely different dimension of being. Um, I think of it like trying to describe a rainbow to somebody who's born blind. Like, what would you even say? Uh, It's colorful? Yeah, well, what's a color? <laughs> God will show us something with a metaphorical meaning through our physical eyes to help us grab onto something that is real that we wouldn't otherwise understand so for example there's this amazing story in the bible about elisha and his servant gehazi they're surrounded by this army that wants to rip them to shreds gehazi is totally panicked and so elisha asks the lord to open his eyes and suddenly gehazi sees an army of fiery beings with chariots and horses uh, surrounding the other army now Would an interdimensional being like an angel really need a chariot or horses or swords? No. But what do these things communicate? Protection? Strength? warriors and so they were surrounded by very real angels but god was using a visual language that would help them understand what it was he was doing and i think this is really important if you're going to start walking in this stuff because all too often i see people get so intense about certain details like no the angel's mustache was purple (laughs) or then critics will hear this kind of thing and go well where were the blue smurf lady angels in the bible Well, there weren't, but that's not the point of God showing you a blue smurf lady angel. (laughs) In any case, the point is to be in conversation with the Holy Spirit. Number three, trances. All right, so a trance is a way more intense experience outside of your normal bodily function. Okay, this is when you see folks getting slain in the spirit or caught up in prayer on the rooftop. For most people, you're vaguely aware of your surroundings and your body, but you just can't easily be shaken out of it. Um, There's a much heavier sense of God's presence associated with this, and it's way more engulfing than an inner vision. So the way I would describe it is like if you were to close your eyes, but instead of seeing black, you actually see a whole different world, like a 3D panoramic view. It's a bit like when you're half asleep. You're still aware of your physical surroundings to some degree, but rather than having a vision, it feels like the vision is having you. (laughs) And so sometimes people get completely sucked in and have zero awareness of their surroundings. Um, There's stories of Catholic mystics who couldn't even be brought out of it when they were poked with needles. I've had times where I've lost control of my body because I was like shaking or trembling or whatever. But even then, I was still aware of my environment in the back of my mind. Uh, Another modern example would be Heidi Baker. Uh, When she first got touched at the Toronto Blessing in the 90s, um, I think she was out of her body for something like seven days. She was just like a blubbering, um, drooling mess, and her husband had to take care of her. But that entire time, she was having this insane, like extra bodily encounter with God. All I can say is, sign me up, Lord. That sounds amazing. And lastly, number four is what a lot of people call translation. Um, you could also call this spiritual traveling. It's similar to a trance, but there's like this distinct feeling of leaving your body. It's like a whoosh. A tr- uh, a trance, it's kind of like watching an IMAX Five Senses movie. But translating, you you can tell that you are somewhere else it's very difficult to put into words. You might see something spiritual, like Paul's vision of paradise, or you might see another earthly location, just like when Jesus saw Nathaniel under the fig tree. So I've only experienced this a couple of times, but each time I had some way of knowing and confirming that I actually saw another place. One time I was sitting on my porch and I just asked the Lord to take me somewhere. While I was just sitting in my chair praying, I got the most incredible rush. It felt like I took off in a plane and I was taken to a friend's house. And in this sort of experience, I could see him on his computer working, but he had a knife stuck in his lower back. And I also saw some other things that I I don't need to get into right now. But basically what I was seeing was a representation of future events that were hanging over him like a net. I could tell they were all good things and they just needed someone to pray in order for them to be released. And so I started praying and I started releasing all these things I was seeing. And then I came back to myself. And so I immediately got on the phone and called him. And sure enough, at that moment, he was at his computer working and he had pain in the exact spot in his lower back that I saw. So I prayed for him over the phone and he was healed. And I started prophesying into those things that I saw. I saw like these bags of money that were hung up in this net. And so I just started prophesying that God would release this money. Well, a few months later, this guy was working on a project and he was given something like $10,000 just out of the blue. And so you might be hearing that and going, wow, that sounds really intense. That must be a special thing for special prophetic people. But remember this. We are citizens of heaven, okay? Citizens can travel in and out at will. Once again, just because it hasn't been your experience doesn't mean it can't start for you now. Part of the problem is we just don't hear enough about this stuff to even think to ask, you know? Jesus says you have not because you ask not. Like, if you want to see this, just ask Him. All right, so that's kind of the four basic types of visions. And like I said, the more you do this, the more you're going to notice there's tons of overlap. And so they don't really fit into four neat categories, but that's just kind of a general overview of how this works, at least in my life. But I want to back up and I want to talk about the imagination for a bit. Greg Boyd is one of my favorite theologians, and he has some really great things to say about this. But he says that imagination is simply the mind's capacity to think with images. And here's the thing. Everyone is doing this all the time. If you've ever realized that you've forgotten to turn off the stove, you are using your imagination. If you've ever wondered how someone will respond to something, you're using your imagination. (laughs) If you've ever come up with a real sick burn after having an argument like days later, you are using your imagination. Okay, we are so trained to conflate imagination with fantasy that we're suspicious of it. But as Greg notes, um, your imagination can also be used to access reality. So if I asked you right now to describe the layout of your house to me, you will have to use your imagination to do that. That's not fantasy. That's reality. That's real information. So God who lives inside of us, loves to hijack this part of us and use it to communicate. You know, people say they don't hear from God, but I think we're hearing from God far more frequently than we realize. And one of our biggest problems is that we're constantly cramming our minds with media. We're flooding our imaginations with fantasy. But when we take the time to unplug and settle down It becomes a lot easier to hear the voice of the Lord in that way. If God lives inside of you, he really doesn't need to speak very loud in order to be heard. In fact, I say this all the time, but if God lives inside of you, then hearing from him is the easiest thing in the world. Perhaps it's so easy, it's so intuitive that we just didn't even realize it was happening. And so that that brings me to another point about imagination. So close your eyes right now. Well, unless you're driving. But seriously, close your eyes. Okay, are they closed? Good. Pink elephant. Red wagon. Purple turtle. See, when you hear my voice, your mind responds with images. Pretty much involuntarily. So when the Lord speaks, it may not be an audible voice, but it can it, it's similar in that it can cause things to flash across your mind's eye. And so I think this is one of the ways we could be sure that God is talking to us versus we're just sitting here making up stuff in our head. Like if you ask, the Lord will start talking to you. You'll start to see things that you never even thought to think of. Now, some will say, well, that sounds dangerous because what if the devil speaks to us? And look, I'm sure it's possible to hear from the devil, but I'm not sharing a body with the devil. If I'm in fellowship with Jesus, if I'm connected with his presence, I trust his ability to speak to me. And furthermore, we have the Bible. Okay, God isn't going to speak against his own words. So if you have a vision of Jesus telling you to throw a toaster at your neighbor, well, that would be pretty suspect, wouldn't it? All of this stuff, all of it, all of it, all of it is designed to enhance our intimate connection with the Lord, not not replace it. And so again, I'll say it, the number one thing to keep in mind about this whole realm is you must stay in conversation with the Holy Spirit. God's goal with this thing is always to draw you deeper into fellowship with Him. And so sometimes um, He'll show you something that's deliberately cryptic. And this is designed to get your attention. He wants you to lean in and ask. So don't just don't just expect to know everything all the time. And I want to make one more note before we actually get into practicing here. But God is fun. Not only is he fun, but he knows you better than you know you. So he might use all kinds of stuff from your life to communicate with you. Um, One of the first times I ever prophesied over someone I saw a picture of that person looking like Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Now, I thought it was so weird and funny, but it made total sense to me. Um, the Lord was communicating that they were a wise, safe, and heroic kind of person. So I could have easily just dis- dismissed that as my imagination because it seemed silly. But actually, God, all God wanted me to do was dig a little deeper into the meaning. And so... As you're praying, he might show you a memory or remind you of a person, you know, or show you a movie. And when stuff like that happens, instead of just dismissing it and saying, oh, that's my imagination. No, no, no. Pause and just ask him, okay, Holy Spirit, what's relevant about that thing right now? What are you trying to say? And so with all of that in mind, let's take a little break and then we're going to do an activation. Welcome back, everyone. Now, if you're up for it, what I'd like to do is lead you in an encounter with Jesus. This might seem a little sketchy to some of you, this kind of visualization thing, and I completely understand. But let me just say that these sorts of encounters have had amazing fruit in my life. And so remember, if you're rooted in the scriptures and you're staying connected to his presence, our first our first thought shouldn't be that the devil is deceiving us and nor should we just dismiss this as wishful imaginative thinking but remember god lives inside of you and so i love this kind of thing because it's truly one of the most intimate and close ways you can spend time in prayer so if this is new territory for you just relax and let yourself experience something new So I want you to get comfortable. Feel free to lie down or sit down. (laughs) And let's take a moment and invite the Holy Spirit to manifest himself, Holy Spirit. (laughs) Thank you that you love to reveal Jesus to us. Thank you for taking away the veil. It's gone. And we can turn to you and we can behold the face of Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you for the imagination. Thank you that it's a brilliant way to encounter Jesus. So right now, I'm asking you to open the capacity to see in the Spirit for everyone listening. Holy Spirit, open their eyes to see. Open their eyes, Lord. Father, I thank you for what you've given me and what you've opened up in me. And so right now, just for everyone listening, I release impartation of that, that they would begin to see as well. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to say this out loud. Holy Spirit, I surrender my imagination to you. Now, if you're here and you find that your mind is racing, just tell it to calm down. Like David in the Bible, he spoke to his own soul. Soul, praise the Lord. If you have a racing mind like mine, just tell it to calm down and focus on the Lord. And now I want you to picture Jesus. It's okay if it starts out a little bit fuzzy. The more you practice, the clearer this will become. just picture Jesus (laughs) all right now he's going to come up to you and he's gonna do something like touch your shoulder or give you a hug something along those lines It's alright to talk to him. You might even want to just say out loud, hello. (laughs) Hi, Jesus. Hello. (laughs) And now Jesus is going to say something back. Remember, it may not necessarily be an audible voice. That would be really cool. But more often than not, it's something that you just intuitively understand that he's communicating. Um, If you find that you're having trouble, just start to thank God for anything you are experiencing. Even if right now you just have the smallest sense of his presence, or just a faint little flicker in your mind of seeing, just rejoice in that. Be patient with yourself. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you another minute to listen here. Just allow him to speak to you. (sighs) Feels good. All right, now, Jesus is going to reach out his hand and he's gonna take you somewhere. Now as this is happening, try not to over, try not to overanalyze or, or find the significance just yet. Um, if you allow him to guide you, he will reveal the significance as he sees fit. You know, think of like a director in a movie. Just allow him to take you on the journey and explain as you go along. Surrender your right to understand. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord, for you're taking us somewhere. Just so Just reach out and grab his hand. And when you're ready, I want you to just say, I'm ready, Lord. Hmm. Take just another minute There's no rush And you can always do this again Now, before we come back i was just sensing like the lord wanted to give you guys something so whatever that may be so the lord he's just gonna reach into his pockets i don't know if he has pockets (laughs) he does in my mind he's just gonna reach into his pockets and pull out something for you um For me, personally, I saw a picture of a lollipop (laughs) and it was like he put his arm around my shoulder and he's like just telling me not to take things so seriously. Just remember, he's he's so fun. He's so lighthearted. But he might give you something else like peace. uh, Whatever it is, I want you to reach out your hands physically and just take it. And I want you to slowly open your eyes and just look around. I love that feeling. I love that feeling of just directly communicating with God. It just feels like the whole world is right again. Just remember, He's always there. You can do that as many times as you want. He's got so many things to show you. So I want to encourage you while we're all in this uh corona lockdown it's a great time to just put on some nice soft music grab your bible and just let him take you places Uh, so to wrap this up let me just pray for you and uh i'll see you guys next week so jesus thank you for everything that you released And I pray that you continue to do that. Awaken everyone who's listening. Let them have close, vivid fellowship with you each and every day. Lord, I pray that you begin to invade their imagination and their dreams like they never knew was possible. And I pray that once and for all, you would put to bed that myth that there is a single living person who is not prophetic. Thank you. Our minds, our bodies, our senses, every bit of us was designed to know you (laughs) so we just stir that up lord just let it be activated in a whole new way in jesus name amen well hey if you were listening to that and uh you had some kind of experience i would love to hear about it send me a message on facebook if we're not friends already you can just go to the uh, facebook.com slash that's the house of bliss podcast page send me a message i'd love to hear about what you experienced